0: Good morning, church. My name is Rhonda Bear, and I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And I am a member of First Methodist Church in Claremore, Oklahoma. And I am a wife and a mother of three children. I have seven grandchildren. And I am a, a program manager for the Stand in the Gap ministry out of Tulsa. And I am an executive director of His House Outreach Ministries and Shebrews Coffee House in Claremore in Tulsa. That's not always been my story. There was a time that I was what I would call with Paul a chief of sinners. I was a drug addict caught up in the cycle of addiction, destroying my life and destroying my children's lives. That's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to face in life is how my addiction was so destructive for my children. But thankfully, in the year of 2000, that came abruptly to an end as I was sentenced to 10 years in prison. As I was headed to prison, my children were six, eight and 10. My daughter was eight. She looked at me and she said, Mom, I can't even cry. I have cried so many times, please don't leave me. Please, mom. She said, I never knew if I was going to see you again, if you would die or what would happen. So now I have no tears that you're going to prison. Those were hard words to hear from an eight-year-old child. I apologized to them for being the mom I had been. And told them somehow I was going to prison and I was somehow going to come back different. And I was coming back to get them. At that point, I truly gave my life to the Lord and completely surrendered. And I got into prison and I got involved with a Kairos Prison Ministry. that comes out of the Methodist Church and, and really got my life changed. And I was determined upon my release that I would get my children back. Though I had a ten-year sentence, I only did almost two years on that sentence, and I walked out having friends who were my mentors that I'd met that did prison ministry. They helped me get my life on track, they helped me get my children back, and um, they, helped, they helped me set goals and learn how to be a really good mom. So today, I'm not only a good mom, I'm a really, really, really good grandmother. I have seven grandchildren who I adore, and they adore me, and they will not ever know that old me, except to know that that Jesus set me free. So when God gave me back my life and my children, He stirred within me a ministry to go get other children back to their moms. And so with doing that, I started creating a program in Claremore Um, a housing program where we house women from prison and we work uh, very intentionally with them to help them get their children back and get their lives restored. So uh, by the grace of God, we have 13 homes and we have three coffee shops called Shebrew's Coffee House where we employ these women because if you know, you can't get your children back if you can't get employed. And often you also need an education to go in hand with that. So we, we have a, a good model in place that has helped these moms and these children. And so thankfully we've been doing that for about the last 14 years. But uh, this morning I want to open us in prayer as I go into uh, the reading of the, the uh, Lord's Word and I want to pray that the God, God bless the reading of his word and make it applicable to our lives. And that the Holy Spirit grant us courage and strength and confidence to live each day in the days we're in. I don't know about you, but lately I have been struggling with fear. I feel like it's a constant battle. It's all around me. So I've learned in this to run to the Lord's word, to ask our Father to give me a word, to give me peace. And he says, I've given you a whole book, right? And so right now I've been reading on uh, from Psalms 112. Verse 1 says, Praise the Lord. Happy are those who fear the Lord. Yes, happy are those who delight in doing what he commands. And then when I skip down to verse 7 through 9, they do not fear bad news. They confidently trust to care, the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. They give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will never be forgotten. They will have influence and honor. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's also another scripture out of Hebrews 10.35 that says, Do not cast away your confidence, for with it is a great reward. So I just encourage us in these times, hold on to the word of God. Hold fast to each other. And just as Psalms 112 says, give generously. Don't forget forget to give generously to your church. So many people are looking to the church today for help, for food, for clothes, for prayer, for hope. So don't forget Psalms 112 when it says that they give generously without fear. Also, in my own personal life, I've had to set some goals because the fear has became too much. So um, one of the things I've had to do is I've had to limit my amount of time that I listen to the news, that I listen to talk shows, and I listen to social media. If it's not edifying, I can't be a part of it. I can't be filling myself with bad news. It doesn't change the way I pray, it changes the way I feel, and I go around almost feeling in despair, and I don't believe that's the will of God for my life this day. A second goal that I've chosen to do is, I remember. I remember the works of our Lord. I remember how he parted the Red Sea. I remember how he's made provision. I remember the works that he's done, and I remember the works that he's done in my life. Our God is faithful. He is faithful. We may not get every answer that we want, but I guarantee you we can look back on our days and declare our God has been faithful to us so i remember there's a saying that says if god brings me to it he's going to bring me through it and i hold on to that that's another part of his being faithful he's already told us in john 16:33 that we're going to have tribulations we're going to have a great uh, amount of trouble and suffering that's what tribulations are but he says be of good cheer for he has overcome the world we can hold on to that promise Church he's faithful another goal I've said is to be thankful and grateful I want to give thanks with a grateful heart. I want to give thanks. I want to be different. I want to be that person that walks through the grocery store. Well, I'd like to say I have a smile on, but underneath that mask I have a smile. I want to be that person that brings cheer. I want to give thanks and to be grateful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, No matter what happens, Always be thankful, for this is God's will for you, who belong to Christ Jesus. We are the light. We are the salt. If we lose our flavor, where is what is there? As Methodist women, as Methodist men, we are the salt in this world. Also, another goal is to wake up in the morning and be expecting. Faith is expecting God to move. Something to consider that I take into heart. God works through people. Now, when I'm expecting God to move, am I willing to be his hands and feet? Or am I praying that my neighbor will be his hands and feet? We all have different talents and gifts. We're all called in one body, and we're all called to use our talents and gifts to make a difference. Another goal I said is, from Colossians 3.16, Let the words of Christ dwell in your heart and make you wise. Use his words to teach and counsel and sing psalms and hymns to God with a thankful heart. Again, how do you combat the negativity sometimes? The other day we had a really hot day, I think it was almost 100 degrees, the pavement in the parking lots was extremely hot and I had walked across the parking lot at Walmart only to get to the door and they said, we cannot let you in today without a mask. I was unaware that that was happening, probably because I hadn't watched the news. My first instinct was I wanted to grumble because I knew how far I had parked, and I knew how hot the pavement was. But instead of grumbling, I decided to sing, he set me free. Yes, he set me free. And as I walked across the parking lot, I was intentional to sing that song in hymn, because I wanted my attitude to be positive, not negative. And I know that it's my responsibility to take my thoughts captive. Our Apostle Paul wrote to us and said, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable. Think on things that are pure and lovely and admirable. Things that are excellent and worthy of praise. It takes work to discipline our minds, to think on that which is good. It takes discipline to keep ourselves from gossiping about what is bad. It's so easy to get caught up and to start talking negatively about the things that are going on in our world. And then we walk away, not edified, but drained. There's a prayer of St. Francis of, I'm not sure I get this right, but I'm going to say a sissy, a sissy or something, but I love this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. As I consider this prayer in the times that we're in, and I realize when I'm praying, if I want peace, I need to be part of the solution. I need to be a peacemaker. I need to walk in peace. I'm the one who needs to walk in love. I need to love my neighbor. Who is your neighbor? Look all around you. Your neighbors in your pews. But your neighbors also everywhere in your community. People are scared right now. They're fearful. We've had more chaos hit us in 2020 than I ever remember. And people are scared. They're looking to Christians, even though many of them don't realize they're looking to Christians. But they're looking for hope. We are the hope of the world. We have the fruit of the Spirit within us. We have peace. We need to let it flow out. We have love for each other, no matter the color or the race or the ethnicity. We have love. And where there is injury, let us be the the person of influence that helps bring healing. We have an opportunity right now to be the church like we've never been the church. I believe that Christ is counting on us in this time. But it's up to us to be intentional. Intentional in counting on Christ to help us to be the witness that he's called us to be. As we look at the scriptures, we are to rise above this chaos while living within this world. And we are to be the hope of our cities, our neighborhoods, our nation, because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. Thank you, church for letting me share.